stop comparing yourself to anyone else. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. And when we talk about I am enough, the definition of enough is only as much as is required. I don't know about you, Diane. Well, I do know about you. You and I are so much more than enough. And that is the new mantra for every woman listening. I am so much more than enough. Hey, everybody. This is Diane Gilman, formerly from QVCHSN, the Queen of Jeans, but now the host of my podcast, Too Young to Be Old. And today I'm going to ask you a question. Has your self-esteem kind of slid off the planet as you went into your 50s or 60s or 70s? Well, guess what? We've got Clarissa Burt, author of and truly an international best-selling book, The <laughs> Self-Esteem Regime. Her battle cry is look good, feel good, be good, not sure I can do that one, and do <laughs> the greater good. And so with no further ado, I, I want to introduce a woman who, my God, your resume is unbelievable. You've been a model at Wilhelmina. You've been an entrepreneur. You're, you've got a media company. You've written a best-selling international book, also audio, um, called The Self-Esteem Machine. Tell us how that book came about. And if we can ask you that key question, how old are you today? Because you've done so much. Oh. How old am I today? Or how old was I yesterday? No, I am 64 years old. I say 64 years young. 64 years ago, I was born. Let's put it that way. Right. Uh, and and by the way, it's October, so I am 64 and a half, Diane. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Seventy-eight. So That's amazing! Me. Amazing! Yeah, I should, I should look like you. I should look like you. I'll tell you why I wrote the book. I wrote the book because, first of all, I had, I understood, you know, that self-esteem was something that was uh, nothing that I was taught, <laughs> for sure. Um, and you know, it started out with kind of my mom, you know, and and I, I, um, I brought something to the table today that I very rarely do, but I wanted to do this because it's important to me that you see. My mother was a beautiful woman, beautiful, beautiful woman, and is a be- still a beautiful woman at 83. But all I ever heard was, you know, don't take my picture. I look horrible in picture. Oh, don't take my picture. Don't take my picture. I look horrible in picture. Now, this is my mother's high school picture. Does that look like beautiful? Here's yeah. my mother. Here's my mother when I was four. She and I, I was five years old. Here she is. Uh, and gorgeous again. Drop dead gorgeous. So yeah. here I am, and I, my perception of my mother was completely different different than her, the perception, her perception of self. Wow. My grandmother. All right, again, beautiful woman, right? Here's a woman that said, uh, it was insistent on losing weight. How to lose weight? She didn't have to lose an ounce. Took two diet pills, uh, choked on them, perforated her esophagus and wound no. up six weeks in the, wound up no. six weeks in the hospital. And now I'm nine, 10 years old looking at this thing. 
she's beautiful. She's everything. She's my grandmother. I adore her. What is it that she doesn't see that I see? So that's kind of how it started. Then it was, you know, obviously the toxic relationship that my, I watched my mother go through and how, you know, horrible that was for, you know, the children to go through as we, you know, had to deal with violence and, and alcoholism in the household, uh, coming out of that kind of with a PTSD kind of um, situation as, as one does. So fast forward high school, a little bit of college. I knew straight up, uh, Diane, that I wanted to be in the city. I was in New Jersey, graduated high school there, and I was in the city by the time I was 20. And I was working down in the garment district when Nancy Reagan was in office. She was being dressed by a, um, a designer by the name of Adolfo out of Argentina. And Adolfo menswear was down in the garment district. I remember. District. Yeah, I remember. And Adolfo menswear was down in the garment district, and I became at 19 years old, I was the administrative assistant to the executive vice president of Adolfo Menswear. And I stayed there for a year and I learned the city and I learned the ropes. But while I was there, people were saying to me, you really could be a model. You really should be a model. And I had no self-esteem at all. I didn't think I could for love nor money, but I tried anyway. And it worked. So along came Wilhelmina. Next thing I knew, I was in Europe where I spent the next 30 years of my life working as a model, but not only working, but really having one of those, um, uh, allow me to say, because this is why we're here. This is not about me loading myself, but really sending the message on to your listeners. Uh, not only did I become the model I never thought I could, but I became one of the first supermodels in the world in the, in the in the 80s. And what I mean by that is I was on, you name the runway, I was on it. From Valentino to Versace to Armani to Saint Laurent to Chanel, I was on those runways. If you were to say, okay, tell me the 250 magazine covers, everything from Vogue to Harper's Bazaar to Cosmopolitan, I was on the covers. Um, uh, so I came home with 250 covers. You When you say um, model career. It was a true, happy, happy career. And I had the time of my life. But again, as we all know, the one thing I do want everyone to remember is that we must reinvent as we go. You've just done it, Diane, yourself. You know what I'm talking about. So reinvent from model to actress. And I did that. I did about 18 different movies in Italy. One of them was called The Never Ending Story. Part two, I came home uh, with, uh, I, I, and I did that movie. And it was the only one that came to the United States because it was a World, Warner Brothers worldwide release. I was the mean queen. It didn't take a lot of acting ability. I just acted. <laughs> I was just the being queen and it seemed to work. Um, after the acting, I decided I wanted to produce, and that's what I did. So I produced Italian television where I was living at the time. So I was on-camera talent for many years, and then I started to produce television. When the celebrity status came along is when I had my my uh, products on Home Shopping Network and on QVC in Italy. That is so amazing. Yeah. Yeah, then we crossed paths there, but yes. never knew no. one another because no. I was on QVC all in the over States. Yeah. Europe. But the yeah. point... Oh point for me was yeah i didn't even get in front of a camera and i was totally camera shy so you want to mm -hmm. talk about self-esteem issues yep. yeah i felt i grew up in the time of the copper tone baby in yep. southern california tan i was totally white skin and freckled blonde i had red hair um, mm -hmm. I had everything you didn't want One and, and nothing you did want. And yeah. I became so camera shy. 
that even though I was always on the periphery of the rock and roll music industry mm-hmm. with my garments and dressing famous people, I never wanted my picture taken because mm-hmm. I thought, frankly, I was too ugly. And when it came time to go on television, it was because I had no choice. I was going to go personally bankrupt. I was in the middle of a lawsuit, couldn't use my name on a label. Only way you could get my name out there was have me come out on stage and say, hi, Diane. Couldn't use my last name. So I was forced to become um, responsibly visible. Right. And it took many years for me to get comfortable with it. And then everything in my 70s mm-hmm. circled around breast cancer, mm-hmm. losing all my hair. I mean, I can't think of a worse visual. Yeah. And so what do you say to the audience? First of all, the younger audience is always like, oh, I don't want to go mm-hmm. old. Can I just stay 30 yeah. forever? Mm-hmm. And the older audience is, well, I have no help. I have no guidelines. Mm-hmm. I have no stars to follow. So it's yeah. over with for me. Yeah. I'm the disposable woman. What do you say to both ends of the spectrum. Number one, the world is full of opportunity and opportunities. They are there and it is up to you to capture. So, you know, be mindful, be aware, ear to the ground. You know, the opportunities are are constant. You may not even see some things or understand that they are opportunities for you. If you don't, if they don't come your way, create them, create that opportunity. But what do you do? You know, you and I have been in forms of visual industries for a great part of our lives. For me, television Mm -hmm. and fashion became Mm -hmm. all about personal appearances in department stores, photographs, then now video, now podcasts. But what do you say to women, including me? Mm -hmm. You know, honestly, we have no icons we have no iconic images when i when my hair went white right and finally grew back and and it's gorgeous and it's gorgeous thank you but you want to know something i experiment with it every day and so does my hairdresser nobody knows about white hair no and yet nobody knows how to work with it. Fabulous fabulous opportunity for you and what could possibly be next. And when you say that, what comes to mind for me is, and you were talking about how you lost hair. I lost a lot of hair to COVID, a lot of hair to COVID. So what I did, let me answer those questions because I've got a million things I want to say right now. It's like crazy. So I went on to the internet and we didn't have the internet, Diane, you and I growing up, we had no computers. There was no internet. There was nowhere to go. There were bookstores. And if we had a little bit of gumption, we went under those bookstores or the libraries. We knew what a card catalog was and we went and we searched the information that we needed, did we not? Today, there are no real... There are no real excuses, Diane, because all the information we need is right here in the comfort of our own home at our fingertips on any given day. So anyone that is looking for the opportunity, anyone that sees an opportunity can seize the opportunity and make it happen. You've just talked about hair loss and you've talked about this whole nobody. What did you just say? Nobody really understands gray hair. Well, 
massive opportunity right there. Massive opportunity. What I did when I lost hair, uh, hair to COVID is I went onto the internet and I found, an because um, I'm big into essential oils, and I found an eight oil recipe for hair growth. And I pulled it together and I am telling you, I can't keep it on the home shelves because I'm always making something in the kitchen that's cosmetic. And I have just, I just sent three bottles to a friend yesterday. Uh, my mother has been living with it. I have lived, uh, uh, you know, with a scalp on my scalp. I'm telling you, I can't keep it on my home shelves because everyone loves it so much. Now I'm yep. taking, I will be taking that to market. There is what I'm talking about. That opportunity, something happened to me. I researched it. I had my, my, my peeps try it. My friends and family try it. They adored it. They want more. Same thing with my chapsticks. Easy enough to do, easy enough to make. This is what I'm what I'm saying to you is I saw a reinvention. I saw that opportunity and I'm 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 jumping on that now. So there are ways, and by the way, when you say, you know, we had television, yeah, we did, and it was great. But we have all kinds of opportunities with with uh social media and YouTube right now to be there are people that are making millions of dollars off of YouTube. There's a gal that I follow on TikTok who's a makeup uh, uh um, influencer. Diane, when I tell you this girl, and she's lovely, do not get me wrong, but she would not be what you would consider to be, if you look at her, to be a makeup influencer. She's about five foot two. She talks openly and freely about her weight and that it's an issue for her. She has just become a multimillionaire. In the last three years that I have followed her, she has built the empire, made millions of dollars, uh, found a guy, married him, uh, it built, bought the house, has her own makeup line all over the United States. I mean, this is the power of what we have at our fingertips with social media and with these computers. But so, I'm not talking about women being entrepreneurs. I'm talking okay. about the average woman, including me. You know what? I had one light yeah. bulb idea in my life, and it was jeans. I can't do no. It really was. I can't deal with this middle-aged body. That's like a meatball canapé on two toothpicks. Mm -hmm. Nobody makes anything for me. I'm going to mm -hmm. change all the measurements and make it for myself. And then I right. realized millions of women would want that in America, and then millions of women would want it in Europe. Right. But for the average woman who is not entrepreneurial, but mm -hmm. just says to herself. God, I'm I'm going into my 60s. I'm going into my late 50s, my 70s. I'm lost. I am amazed mm -hmm. that 20,000 of us turn 65 every day of yes. the year, year yep. after year in America, and we don't have a strong imagery. We don't have a strong market. Past the fact that if you're someone, and I'm not, who wants to take a million prescription drugs right. that we've got for you, anticipating right. your illnesses. But for me, it's very interesting. You took the hair thing from the outside in with oils. Mm -hmm. yes. I searched out vitamins. Yeah, I did that too, but I didn't. From the yeah. inside out. Yeah. And that has worked really well Really well. Me. Yeah, so I do Nutrafol. I do something from um, right. uh, the UK called Lima, L-Y-M-A. Uh -huh. And the point is, very few of us yeah. actually catch on to that. Right. So my whole deal is always, 
I'm looking at your self-esteem regime and I'm thinking over 50, we need those pillars of wisdom yeah. for yeah. self-esteem more than younger women. Although I think even as a younger woman, I knew that getting older was not going to be easy and I wanted pathways mm -hmm. to go down. Yeah. So talk to us about look good, feel good, be good, do greater good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, first of all, we all know what look good is, right? You know, we're looking in the mirror and we, you know, we have that, we know when we look good, we've got a little bit more of a lilt in our step. And that's an important step for all of us. So, you know, maintaining good skin, fabulous hydration, get that water into your body, uh, you know, kind of limit alcohol as much as you possibly can, because that's not good for your brain health either. I'm not here to preach. I'm not here to teach. I'm just here to say. That's just you, physical. Yeah. Yeah, it's physical. You know, keep, keep yourselves, you know, and supplementation, as you just said, I do it all the time. I have, I can't even tell you the amount of supplements I have right now. Uh, and so there's, that I take every day. So that's really important as well. There are some really fabulous teas that we should know about. I'm a matcha junkie, uh, and that is green tea. So antioxidants and all the other lovely things that green teas bring along. So I would say if you are a coffee junkie and you can sort of switch over to teas, there's, they're just much more, there's more therapeutic value in tea, certainly than in coffee. And I know it could be tough and it could be a tough switch, but try to do that as much as you can. Or drink more iced teas. I love the Arnold Palmer words, iced tea, half iced tea, half uh, lemon juice. Get the, lem the the citrus into you as well, um, because that's really, really important as far as um, our health is concerned. Look good, we know. And again, that's also uh, our, as you well know, you know, proportion. Proportion is 98% of the game. If you can get that right for your body, Diane's the one you're, like, you, you're talking to about that, but proportion and color. The science of color is something that, you know, so, so few women really know about. And there's all kinds of ways, you know, when they put the color panels up in front of you and they get the right color for you. Some of us remember them as being summer, fall, winter, and spring, and whatever that may be, it's something that I really think is super important for, you know, if you can dress in the colors that are most becoming to you and for you, it, I think it's, it's just another little bit of lilt and a little bit more, uh, to your advantage should you, you know, want to choose to do that. And I, and I highly recommend that you do. The other thing is, so that's look good, feel good, diet, exercise, wellness, making sure that you are, you know, getting that exercise is so important, Diane. I can't stress enough oh, how yeah. important it is. Yeah. It's, everything. Um, you know, right now they're talking more about weight bearing exercises as we age. Um, I, I, you know, I'm a power walker, so I love to get out, you know, into nature, do the walk power. And I say, when I power walk, I have weights. I have you know, the ac actually, uh, when I came out of breast cancer and I was one of those lucky women that uh, for some reason it was chemotherapy was not difficult for me ever. Yeah. Good. Even the strongest chemotherapy, right. I was so fortunate. But when I came out of it, interestingly enough, I could not tolerate yeah. the after medicines like yeah. tamoxifen. Mm. Then somebody told me, do you know that actually regular exercise will bring down the percentages of you regaining, uh, regaining cancer again in your body yeah. the same as any of those drugs like tamoxifen. Yeah. So I go by the theory that if you're supposed to do 150 minutes a week mm -hmm. of exercise past yeah. the age of 50, yes. I'll, 
I will try and do up to 300. Right. Because I, I do have kind of a bum leg, so I had to customize everything. Okay. But, you know, yeah. I would say this to anybody listening. If power walking is no longer your thing, if jogging is no longer your thing, be creative. Find something that is. Yes. What you can do mm-hmm. and oxygenate. I, I happen to feel that keeping a sharp brain. Yes. Yes. Constantly getting oxygen. Yes. Throughout your True. body. And that is exercise. Now, yeah. what about the foundation, the pillar? Be good. All right. I'm going to finish what is real, being good? real quick. And something's, let me back one step real quick. And that is get the toxins out of your cosmetics. Get Ooh. the toxin out of your cosmetics. There are apps out there. Uh, the EWG has a website. There are different apps that you can look up, you know, non-toxic. Get the, When you go to the store, you can scan that product, Diane, and it will give you a readout of what's in it and how toxic it is. I am asking you, I am begging you all. By the time a woman leaves the house in the morning, Diane, she has used at least, on an average, 26 Chem, um, uh, cosmetics that are rife with chemicals that Whoa. are not good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, oh, take, do the research. I have, and it's alarming. Diane Feinstein was very big, by the way, on the, the lobby for uh, getting cosmetic toxin out of cosmetics. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where the lobby is right now uh, on all of that. But what I do know is there are non-toxic cosmetics. You can make them at home. You can get books on Amazon. You're gonna. What do you mean? Make my. I've made my lipsticks. I made my chapsticks. You can make your own. You can make your own creams, oil. You can make all of this stuff at home, which is so much more beneficial to your health. And uh, do you know why we have such a high incidence of breast cancer in this country? Do you know how much heavy lead in, uh, i.e. aluminum we have in our deodorants? Or or the fact that we don't ever think about it, but Mm -hmm. the amount of estrogen pumped into cattle Yes. And chickens mm-hmm. and turkeys. Yes. And you are eating. You I'm not are a meat eater. Flooding I, I personally am not a meat eater. Right. Well, I'm not a meat I eater for that. You know what? I was the original carnivore, but mm-hmm. after going through breast cancer, yeah. and I think one thing that was fantastic about yeah. the Dubin Center, and it is Cancer Awareness Month, right. and they had the Ten Commandments of not getting cancer to begin with or staving it from a return. And it was definitely red meat. So twice a week, I try to do a vegan day. So two vegan days a week. And you know what? I'm the lousiest cook on earth, but (laughs) I just go for flavors I might like. Yep. And it, and it is definitely, I can feel it easier on my body. But also, why do you think I have white hair? The thought of putting those dyes with yeah. heavy duty formaldehyde yes. on my scalp mm-hmm. again after yeah. what I went through with all the chemicals pumped right. into my body, right. Right. I couldn't. I good, couldn't. good, good. So we have to have that awareness of as females, what we're doing to ourselves. And, you know, it's interesting, and I just say this as an aside, because, of course, diet is a big part of aging successfully. Mm -hmm. So somebody was saying to me the other day, oh, I made chili. He's a really good cook. 
And he said, but I said, but it looks like, it doesn't look like vegan chili. He said, oh yeah, I put impossible burger into it. And I said, you know, somebody said to me, if you read the label of what you're eating and the paragraph in the smallest print is that long yeah, yeah. with preservatives and yeah, yeah, chemicals yeah. No, no, no. and dyes, you're better off just using red meat than you are using a substitute. Yeah. So in America, I feel like, and you know, I never thought about it with, with makeup. Yeah, but yeah. In in America, we're always in for the quick fix, mm -hmm. and we're it's more like better to look good yes. and to feel good. Yeah. And then so I'm just a huge. Up. I am a huge proponent of non toxic cosmetics as much as as humanly possible, and it's a lot more possible than you think to yeah, be you know, to be I looking don't... really good and get rid of all that stuff on our bodies. Because again. Everything by osmosis comes through the skin, skin being the largest organ in the body. Everything you put, I mean, you it just, you know, it sucks right in. And, and, uh, and there you are. My best friends yeah. passed away from melanoma. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself now that the toxic cosmetics you put mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. my face, my neck, yeah. even yeah. my chest sometimes, yeah. uh, tops of my hands, and then going out in the sun. Whoa, baby, that is not a good form. For example, it comes to mind right now, just, you know, just as far as like even a powder is concerned. If you were to take Hershey's cocoa powder and put some arrowroot into it and mix it together, it becomes this like really, you know, sun-kissed and use that instead of, you know, instead of, you know, some of the other things that could be toxic on your body. I, I mean, I could be here all day. I self-tanners because yeah. oh. my facial skin oh. started totally rebelling against. Oh. I had to go to a dermatologist, get some weird yeah. kind of cream. Yeah. So, the, you know, we never think about any of that. But when I go mm -hmm. back to all your pillars, talk to me about the final pillar of the self-esteem mm -hmm. regime, which is doing the greater yeah. good. Yeah, it I is really is. Honestly, you feel so much better yeah. about yourself when you yeah. do something good for yes. others. With, so, in my case, other women. Tell, let's talk about that for a minute. So it's a win-win, isn't it? It really is. It's I feel good. You made somebody else feel good. Win-win. It's really, and a lot of people think it's like this broad stroke thing that you've got to do. You know, you got to you know, you volunteer, pay it forward, paying it back, all of that, you know, tithing, whatever you're into. And so uh, a lot of people think, oh, I just don't have the money right now. You know, things are a little tight or whatever that may. It doesn't have to. It could be, it could be holding the elevator door open for someone as you know they're running to get the door, right? Or helping a woman down the stairs with a baby carriage. It could be just a compliment. It could be a compliment. Oh, I love that top. You look so good. I am never going to see that woman in the supermarket ever again in my life. But I cannot tell you how many women in the supermarket I've told, I love your top. Or yeah. silly, silly things. You know what I'm saying? The, you know, the just the, 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 the small acts of kindness and can go such a long way. Look, you don't know what we're all going through it, Diane. We're all going through it. You haven't walked a mile in someone else's shoes. You don't know what they're going through. Be kind.
If they're trying, you know, if, if they're if they're trying to eke in, let them in for God's sake and try, let them in, let it go. You know, do it's a, a, as as frustrating as I know it is sometimes to you know you want to go off, just let it go and let them let them in. You know, so these are the small. You know, what can I do today? Should be you know, what can I do today and make a difference in someone else's life? You know, I I my mantra is I want to be a better person tomorrow than I am today, and oh, that yeah. we sh- you know we never want to be comparing ourselves to others. Number one, we want to compare ourselves to who we were yesterday. And that's something I think that your listeners can really take something away from as well. Not only do they need to be taking a look at how they can be a healthier them, not only physically, but you know, mentally as well, is really, really important. We've, we've spoken upon, upon that. But as far as getting, you know, feeling good about ourselves, which, you know, goes back into feeling good mentally, as I think, uh, is just doing something good for uh, someone else, just being kind, um, um, being a good friend, being loyal is another you thing. Know, you know, when I created my brand, um, first of all, I did something good for myself, which was I made a gene for a middle-aged body. And then my entire ethos of my brand when I took it public was making women have a higher sense of self-esteem about aging, feeling better Mm -hmm. about having an imperfect body, Mm -hmm. not feeling shamed or invisible or disposable or worthless, which is many of the categories, many of the slots that we are put into as we age. And it's what makes younger women so wary about growing Mm -hmm. older as a female because let's face it we've got a tougher road than men yeah but i think one thing also sorry yeah sorry no go ahead i think the one thing that really is important to understand is just because the kids are out of the house it doesn't mean they need you any less that's lesson number one because a lot of people i think struggle with I'm, I I have no purpose now. I have no you. Yeah, you do. Oh, you have a purpose. Empty it doesn't mean yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean they need you less. You know, your ch- grandchildren are, are. You know, you're going to be leaving a legacy behind for them as well. You still have so much work to do when it comes to family, and that's great. But this is a time for you. This is the time you probably didn't have on the on the you know the front end. All of this time is now yours. This is a glorious time to be finding out more about yourself, to be reading, to be traveling, to be learning, to be taking courses, to be taking classes, to get into yoga, should that be what you love to do. You know, there are so many other women that are in this in this same situation that lo- just love to get together and kibitz and have a glass of wine and a dinner and a lunch and or you know like even like there's a, all kinds of learning tourism now where you can just go Go and learn about other cultures or learn another language. Italy is full. I lived there for 30 years, full of, you know, take your your, your group in and, and have a whole lovely, you know, kitchen. Yeah. Learn, you know, how to cook I Italian for a week. All of that. This is a time for fun. It's the time for friends. It's, but, yeah, can there be guys too? Yes, there can be men as well. We know at this age, it's a little bit different than it used to be. And that's not a bad thing, you know? So all of those things, if you're on the dating apps, great. Go for it. Love it. Um, but bring a complete you. Bring a well-rounded you. In other words, that's why I say it's our sacred duty that we all continue on our own on our personal development, on our but self-improvement. I do say that also, if you're somebody who's childless, like mm-hmm. me, and that mm-hmm. was my choice. Me too. My, me too. Um, I I questioned myself: what 
if I am going to change careers and try and get a thrill again, try and be, re, have my whole inner being refurbished again, what do I bring to the table? And I started thinking, well, if I'm not going to do fashion anymore, how about communication? Mm-hmm. That led to somebody inviting me to co-host a podcast. I yep. found out I loved it. Mm-hmm. Then I decided to really study it, look at all the female anchors on the top TV yep. news shows, understand how to nuance. And now I'm off on an incredible new adventure at 78 years old, starting a new business, mm-hmm. watching it grow and grow. The satisfaction level is enormous. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to ask you awesome. something. And this is going to be the final question and the Mm. final thought, because you did something at the age of 52 Mm -hmm. that to me was so ballsy. I mean, I wouldn't have even thought of doing this at this age. So you're (laughs) in Italy and you're invited on Celebrity Survivor, which is in Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. And pardon me for getting it mixed up with Naked and Afraid, because the first question I asked you was, you weren't wearing any clothing? (laughs) You said, no, I'm wearing clothing. Yeah, we wore clothes. Now, you aced out all the younger survivors. You (laughs) won at the age of 52. Yeah. Final question. Quite frankly, how did you do it? And when you did it, how did it make you feel? Well, I think that, you know, the first thing that we need to understand is when they asked me, I said no. And I said no for about four or five times because I just did. Well, finally, you know, I said, I said, look, all right, okay, I'll do this. And I did it because it was a challenge to myself as well. Remember, it's really a challenge straight up, but it's a challenge with yourself as well. And, um, and, and, and when we you go back a second, we talk about, you know, um, motherhood and empty nesting. I, you know, we never, I personally, I've never had children. So um, I never was biological mother, but I was mother to many. And so that, you know, cause I'm a caretaker and I love, I love helping people. And, and so I also have been, uh, I now call myself uh, the anti-aging um, and so not anti-aging, anti-aging, it's different. And, um, and so even on the island, all the kids were calling me aunt, aunt Clarissa, aunt Clarissa, aunt Clarissa, because I was there for everybody. And I listened to everybody's rant and I held them when they cried and I gave them a little pat on the tushy and off you go. You know, I was, I was that stable, strong, uh, uh, pillar of a person, of a, a mother figure that everyone was, you know, really die, desperately needed in that in that kind of situation. And a lot of people still do. Um, Diane, I've taken in different girls over the years um, into my home that were in need of help. And so the idea of my doing the island, uh, not only was it a challenge for myself, and I can honestly say it was very challenging, but a blast at the same time. But it was also the idea that, you know, I was, I was looked at through the, like, I'm trying to find the strength for myself to get through it, but I was the strength and the pillar for all of, all of the other uh, players. What is it so incredible to me is you had girls that were in their late twenties, you had women in their thirties and their forties and guys too. Yep. And you at 52 in sort of this most improbable way became the celebrity survivor in one. (laughs) And that's what 
makes you the perfect person to write <laughs> the self-esteem regime. Yeah. Because boy, if I won that, I would have so much pride in myself. And actually, I will say that even for me, everything for me happened later in life. My light bulb moment in fashion came at 60. My reinvention of myself came at 77. All improbable, all doable, all highly satisfying and all a huge self-esteem boost. And you know what, audience? It can happen for you, too. I want to thank you so much. I could talk to you forever, but... Thank you. Here we are. Let me leave everybody with one thing. Everybody thinks, you know, everybody thinks that the grass is greener on the other side. You know, we're always comparing, right? Let Let me leave you these two things. The grass is always greener where you water it. And is it, and is it really grass or is it AstroTurf? So is it real or is it fake? Is it your perception? Be very careful with that as we move forward. That's really, really important. Stop comparing yourself to anyone else. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. And when we talk about I am enough, the definition of enough is only as much as is required. I don't know about you, Diane. Well, I do know about you. You and I are so much more than enough. And that is the new mantra for every woman listening. I am so much more than enough. I love that. I'm writing it down the minute we're off air. I thank you so much. Thank you, Diane. The fabulous fabulous thank you podcast and let's stay in touch oh we will (laughs) thank you so much for listening to too young to be old podcast the episode may be over but the fun doesn't have to stop here find us on facebook instagram tiktok and youtube at the diane gilman or visit our website thedianegilman.com if you like the show leave us a rating or a review And subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And until then, don't forget, age is just a number. Together, we'll prove that we are all too young to be old.